0: So, we recorded this whole uh, podcast about Ween, listening back through it, I realized that neither one of us had said anything about She Fucks Me by Ween, uh, which is a great song on the album, The Pod, so uh, I'm gonna sample that real quick, and then the podcast will start. episode this time um <laughs> we'll and, see yeah. my name is andy brown and uh joining me as always it's andy sanford how are you andy
1: i'm doing awesome
0: outstanding uh so we decided to open up uh this episode we're just going to talk just a little bit about baseball and i'll try to make a note uh to put in the description of where you can skip to if you don't like skip baseball
1: the baseball if you want to skip the baseball
0: yeah if you don't like baseball uh and of course, this week, I uh, did not have time to uh, do my review because um, I was busy editing that last podcast and I'm still about done with it. Um, it'll be out by Whatever. the time anybody hears this. So yeah, the shoe is on the other foot. Um, so let's go ahead and, and spend just a little bit of time uh, talking about the, the Braves. Uh, because the Braves.
1: Where's Where's Manny talking about the Nationals and the Braves?
0: Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> he spoke a little soon. Uh, I think so. Yeah, so far, shockingly, um, the Braves have been pretty damn good. Um, in fact, they're yeah, in, they're
1: like the fourth best offense in baseball, and
0: yeah, they're in first place. Um, um first place run, in the
1: East. Yep.
0: Yeah, and their run differential makes that look for real. Um, there's nothing yeah. fluky about that. Just and, called up Joey Bats? Yeah, they did. Um, and so on the one hand, their offensive performance is probably not sustainable. Um, just because I think Kurt Suzuki and Ryan Flaherty and Nick Marcakis.
1: Kurt Suzuki was good last year, too. He was crushing yeah, it last year.
0: Yeah, we'll see. He's
1: got a little um, resurgence. Yeah. See if he gets tired, if he gets worn out behind the yeah. plate. Yeah, I think we'll he only see. got like 200-something bats last year.
0: That's right, yeah. Um, so we're we're talking about a, a small sample size, whereas the rest of his career, he hasn't been anywhere close to as good as this, um, right?
1: But he's only been in Atlanta for this this time. So.
0: That's true. Yeah, maybe something changed. And then, as you mentioned, um, yeah, they just <laughs> called up the number one prospect in baseball, who so far looks exactly. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Ronald, Ronald Kuna, Kuna. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, was, I was talking about Joey Bautista jose bautista yeah.
0: sorry jose bautista yeah we'll see how yes, he does yes. um joey bats but uh yeah so far ronald acuna um he looks every bit the part um so that's got to be exciting
1: ozzy albies is awesome
0: yeah yeah he's tearing it up so far and that that one, that does look sustainable um i hope so he's yeah. on my fantasy team Based on his minor league numbers, it looks absolutely like it might be sustainable.
1: Now, he didn't show this quite this much power, but you no, know, that happens but sometimes coming to the yeah, majors. Yeah,
0: yeah, when they get a little bit older, a little bit stronger. Start
1: start start getting to play with those major league baseball rabbit balls.
0: Yep, that too. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> we should mention, that has been proven at this point. Um, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. not a conspiracy yeah. theory. They, they have chosen no. the balls, for sure. Um, yeah. And... The Braves' pitching has also been quite good. Um, yeah, a couple again, of
1: near no nos.
0: Yeah, and again, some of them I think are probably playing a little bit above their heads. Um, but on the other hand, they also have a I ton mean, who do you of... thinks
1: McCarthy's not doing that great? I mean, who, the other rest of them, I don't. Uh, they're all still haven't shown us their peak yet. I don't think, except maybe well, Terran, ter- but he's he's yeah, shown his peak before.
0: Yeah, his his fielding independent pitching has been pretty bad. Um, But, and all of their starting pitching has been just a little bit better, other than McCarthy. It's been a little bit better than their career norms. Um, but. But I mean, Soraka's
1: only got, what, a couple of major league starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
0: that's what I was just going to mention is that they have a fucking ton of live arms in their system. Yeah. Um, Soraka is already up. Um, Goharma, Gohara is rumored to be right on his heels. Um, and. Colby Allard. Well, he would have... Gohara
1: would have been up at the beginning of the year, but he got hurt.
0: Yeah. And Colby Allard is fucking tearing up AAA. Yeah. So, yeah. They, I, I could see him... I could see him uh, winning the division or getting getting the wild card. Uh, I assume the Nationals will start playing better at some point, but...
1: I mean, you would think, but, I mean, you never know. First-year manager, can you deal with this, uh, you know, uh, this... Uh... Stress, whatever, you know?
0: Yeah, they've still got a... Of, of
1: a slow start? Stress of a slow start? Can have still the teams, got a shit you know? ton of talent, Positive though, and so... Yeah, I know, I know.
0: Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> nationals. So, yeah, I'm sure you're very pleasantly surprised by this. Uh, not really anybody. Oh, yeah, was... they're def-
1: definitely earlier than I expected. I figured, I figured they would start kind of showing it late this year and and next year really be when they started uh, turning it on, picking it up. But, um, yeah. So, but you know, everyone else did it. Astros did it early. Cubs did it early.
0: Yep. That's true. And uh, speaking of the Cubs, um, I don't know what the fuck is up with them. Um, Like Rizzo and Russell and uh, Hap have been fucking awful. Um, And the answer to the annual, did Jason Hayward fix his swing? question is once again a resounding no no he still can't yeah for sure yeah and that's
1: yeah yeah,
0: the more time goes along that's looking like just a horrific uh contract um especially because they they built in an opt-out unless unless you
1: credit him unless you credit him yeah unless you credit him
0: winning the world series which yeah in in which case that that
1: clubhouse (laughs) meeting was worth every dollar they pay him
0: yeah they, they built in... How much a, would the Cubs
1: pay for a guaranteed World Series, you know? Jason Hayward's yeah, contract? Show. That's true.
0: That's true, yeah. Yeah. If a, we knew for sure going in that that would uh, win the World Series, then I think every Cubs fan in the world would have uh, signed up for that deal. Um,
1: I think the Cubs are just starting to become known as kind of slow starters. Like, they need to be, like, buried enough to be almost the underdog to really start, you know, doing their thing. Let's hope. Of course, you know... You know, all of this is, there's no, um, yeah, for all the new, analytic, there's no analytics in this, uh, uh, in my analysis.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, there's not.
1: Sorry, I'm a little slow tonight. That's my all bad. good.
0: That's all good. And uh, <laughs> on, if you look at just their ERA, um, their rotation looks like they're doing pretty decently. But if you look at their fielding ind- independent pitching, it's fucking hor- horrifying. Horrifying. Uh, and it's also very worris worrisome that you Darvish has just been atrocious so far. Um, something
1: happened to him in the world series. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Apparently has not been fixed. And once again, that could be another, uh, massive albatross of a contract going forward.
1: Could be. So we'll see. I'm thinking they'd, they'd rather have Jake Arrieta right now.
0: Yeah. So far, at least right now. Yeah. I'd say you're correct about that. Um, (laughs) So this week, um, as you can tell from the title, uh, we're doing something again that's a little bit different. Um, in that, it's just us two, um, but we're not comparing two bands. Um, this week, we're just going to talk about Ween, uh, because
1: because there's no comparison. There's Ween yeah. versus whatever. Ween versus yeah, the who, field. It's Ween.
0: Who can you Who can you really compare them to? There's not really.
1: There's anybody no comparison. That, and, and, there's and nobody that's
0: like them at all. For me personally,
1: there's nothing better than Ween except for Kiss, and that's just because I've been loyal to Kiss for my whole life. But really, there's nothing better than Ween.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't rank them that highly, but uh, I do really like them as well. And I would say uh, the best description I can think of for Ween, um, for those of you out there who haven't listened to them much, is think of like Weird Al, except they write. No, no. Hold on, no, hold on. No, let no. me finish. Let me finish my no. description. Hold on, let me finish my description. (laughs) Only they write original songs. Um, they're amazing musicians who can play like literally any style. Um, and then throw into that that they have taken lots of drugs.
1: Very, yeah, definitely a lot of drug influence in the lyrics and the music. But not, you cannot put weird, there's nothing weird out about them.
0: Well, just, I, I just mean that in the sense that they do, uh, um, copy other musicians. No, I don't think they do that.
1: I think they're, they, they wear their influences on their sleeve, but nothing is, is a direct, I mean, even the song that really sounds a lot like a Thin Lizzy song is not a direct copy. Right, yeah, there's yeah other I stuff, didn't mean, to there's say other that, stuff that. in there, and, and that song was also just a, a, a B-side and release on a, on a B-side's thing, so it's not one, you know, the stuff they do that gets a little too close to parody doesn't make the cut.
0: Well, I don't, I don't mean that, uh, I don't mean that they like rip People's songs off or anything by any means, although they have unconsciously they cop a done style, it. but but yeah. there's
1: there's always there's always something more to it than just yeah for sure. This is the song sure. that sounds yeah. like Thin Lizzy, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean that I mean it that they like write original songs. Um, their songs in right. in each different genre that they play are they don't sound exactly like uh, any song, you know.
1: Right. Well, I mean, Weird Al writes original songs too, but his you would consider style parodies because he's right. Yeah. Deliberately trying to to be a certain band, yeah. even though he's not doing a direct parody. Yeah. And a lot of times people will compare Ween's to that, but it's it's more than that. And I yeah, don't think that's they're a, they're
0: that's not parodying it. them. Um.
1: And I, I get defensive. I, I definitely the is speaking through me.
0: <laughs> I definitely did not uh, mean that as a knock by any means. Um. I meant no. That, I know. I I, know you, I just
1: compliment. want. I just had to. I just had to establish because. I there, there, I have a lot of Ween fan friends that are also Weird Al fans, but they will all agree with me that the, it's they're not they're not in the same you know stratosphere even you know?
0: Oh yeah, of course. I they're way better than uh, Weird Al. It's not well, It's
1: not really um, bad. It's just different. It's just, yeah. there, it's a totally different thing.
0: Um, and also like me, um, they fucking hate jam bands. So that's cool because <laughs> I, I i think it was gene got asked about what he thought about uh fish comer covering some song of theirs that they cover all the time roses are free yeah. yeah and he said i have nothing against uh Trey anastasio personally but i fucking hate jam bands so that's very cool
1: and then he went out and fronted uh i think it was mo and did like a whole set of ween songs with a jam band but <laughs> so, <laughs> Dean Ween is a, a, a bundle of contradictions, That's but for uh, sure. Dean Ween there there's definitely a a, a, a fish versus Ween fan kind of thing because a lot of people did discover Ween through Fish mm-hmm. and they are kind of the jam hippie types and and there's a lot of hardcore Ween fans that are not fans of Fish or any of the other jam type stuff and 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 so it's kind of like battle lines you know yeah and um and uh, so yeah, but what was funny is is uh, Mickey uh, uh, Dean Ween participates in the the Ween Facebook group uh, every once in a while, and he posted a picture of him because they're friends. I mean Trey and Dean and Gene they're all they're all friends. Trey's a huge fan. On stage when they were broke up, he was like, "We need to get back together," etc. etc. You know, they're yeah. so uh, so. Uh, Dean Ween posted a picture of him playing Trey Anastasio's guitar.
0: Nice, that's cool. Yeah. So. Um. <laughs> So yeah, it's, just a, it's like a
1: it's like a friendly, fun like rivalry thing, you
0: know. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, so we wanted to talk about how we first uh, got into Ween, um, and how.
1: But yeah, Ween is not a jam band.
0: No, they are definitely. That not should guys. be clear. That should be clear. They yeah. jam and yeah, they, they stretch shit out and they yeah, fucking. They can are amazing, play like fifteen but minutes, but for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They are not a jam. They have shit. They've done poop ship destroyers. Have gone forty five minutes, but they are not a jam <laughs> band.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, we wanted to talk about how we first got exposed to wean and first yes, got into wean. Yes, yes. How did first me, find yeah. So, I was at a uh, Boise State University right out of high school, um, for precisely one semester, um, because what I, year is this? that would have been 1995. Um, oh. I was more interested in drugs, um, than I was in school, so it lasted uh, one semester. Um, but this dude that Funny I, how that works. I know. Um, so this dude that I would smoke weed with, I'd go over to his apartment and smoke weed with all the time. Um, he was in a band, um, and every single song that they had was like a joke of some form or another, you know? Um, and so he made me a tape of his music and I listened to it and I liked it. Um, and he said, okay, if you like that, uh let's see what you think about this and he made me a ween tape
2: <laughs>
1: nice
0: and i was absolutely hooked uh just by listening to that tape and he al- one thing he also told me and it- i have no idea if this is true or not so maybe you can uh clear this up for me uh but it was certainly <laughs> an interesting anecdote that uh when they were on tour back then they would stay at fans houses in each city and their deal was that every house that they went to, they ate literally all the food in the house.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I think there's probably some truth to that. I'm sure it's gotten you know uh, stretched and expanded yeah. over the years. Yeah. They did in a uh, in the booklet for Pure Guava, uh, which was their first album on Electra Records after they signed the major label deal. Mm-hmm. Um, they did put in. Uh, please bring us hot food. Yes. Well, they they definitely <laughs> so, so they did they they they've all yeah from the early, yeah they those have a, they have years, a food they, obsession yeah. for sure.
0: There are yeah, all yeah, kinds and of and pe- songs. And people about would bring food.
1: them dishes, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So they're definitely into to food. I, that will especially become clear uh, when we get to the pod. Um, that's where it shines through <laughs> uh, the well, most.
1: Uh, uh, that's true life. And, you know, yeah. I mean, Gina <laughs> worked at, at the Mexican restaurant. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh,
0: so uh, how did you get in uh, into Wien originally?
1: Well, from, um see, from around 91 to 95, I worked at a uh, used CD store. Well, it was new and used, but we sold a lot of used. Um, but I would also go shop at all the other used CD stores around town. Right. And when I was in an, another CD store, just kind of seeing what they had and – just browsing through the racks, I noticed this m- music playing that was, was kind of odd, and it caught my ear. And I'm like, this is, is kind of weird. And uh, and then I just kind of kept on looking, and then uh, Don't Get Too Close to My Fantasy came on. So they were listening to Pure Guava. And uh, I heard that song, and I was like, okay. I walked up to the counter <laughs> and I was like, what is this you guys are listening to? Because this is like weird but really fucking good. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is Ween Pure Guava. We just got the promo in today. Uh, I was like, okay, cool. You got it for sale? I was like, yeah, I'll sell you this one, you know, eight bucks, you know, I was like, okay. Uh, so right, sweet. So I think, I think I actually had it before it was out. Cause this place, the reason I went to this place is cause these guys were notorious about breaking street date and selling used promos before an album was actually out. That's right. So I could sometimes get stuff from them before I could get it from our record label rep. <laughs> So it's very possible I had Pure Guava before it was actually released, but and that was, it was it came out November '92. It was their first uh, major label album, and uh, so yeah, I I bought that, and at the, at first it was just a novelty. It was a weird, it was weird music. It was novelty to me, yeah. and because I didn't know what it was, I didn't understand it. I didn't know they had other albums. I didn't know anything about them at all. And they were to and, and, uh, so
0: be clear, they were way weird back then.
1: Oh, and Guava was still, I mean, they, they were they were on Elektra Records, a major label deal. They got a major yeah, label I don't, deal. They got a I label. don't know
0: fucking how they got a major label
1: record deal. <laughs> well, it was it was 1992, and Nirvana hit, and yeah. labels were looking yeah, for were, different shit. Yeah, you know? they were So
0: signing bands like the Flaming Lips and shit like that, yeah. But that album, they recorded it
1: on four-track, and at that point, they were basically taping over, because they were touring enough to where bands would give them their demo tape. Hmm. And they would take the demo tapes home and tape over them
3: <laughs> recording on the four-track.
1: So this major label release was was recorded on taped-over four-tracks, you know, the band's demos. Interesting. But, but yeah, so, so, so once Chocolate and Cheese came out a couple years later, we got a promo for that at the store where I was working. And, I, you know, I was like, okay, same band that, that I'd heard of before with Pure Guava, and I pop, popped it in. And, you know, if you've heard Chocolate and Cheese, you know, that shit was just like... Like, whoa, this is yeah. the same band? Yeah. Because this is blowing my mind. Yeah. And then after that, the Mollusk hit, and I, I listened to Mollusk and Headphones at Work a couple times, and I was just like, holy shit, Ween is fucking amazing. And then I got to see them live after White Pepper came out. It was the first time I'd seen them live. And after you see them live, it, it's all over.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I still haven't seen them live. Um, and
1: that's why they're not your favorite band. If you see them live, then you will. <laughs> then you will they will shoot up the ranks, that, I promise. That I be. promise. yeah.
0: That's probably true.
1: I mean, anything—if you can make it happen—I mean, they're playing. Uh, I don't know, they're playing Montana. I don't know how if they're getting any close to Idaho, but
0: I—I uh, I could look. Well, um, a lot of bands like that hit Boise. Um, or yeah, they, I'm sure they'll play Boise at some or point. Or probably Salt
1: You've got to see them. You've got to yeah. see them.
0: I'll—I'll I'll see what I can do. Um, so kind of—they're the... coming
1: to Boise. You let me know. I'll buy a ticket, so you have to go see them.
0: <laughs> well, that's generous of you. Uh, so I guess, uh, the origin story of Ween is that, uh, Aaron Freeman, AKA Gina, uh, and, uh, how do you pronounce it? Papa Gina, how do you pronounce Mickey's Mickey last Mel- name?
1: Mickey Melchionado. Melchionado.
0: Melchionado, Melchionado,
1: Melchionado, something like that. I think it's, I think it's, Mel- Mel- I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> something like that. So
0: AKA, AKA Diener, uh, they met in a junior Jeaner. high typing class. Um, that is and correct. they did not really like each other at first. Um, they did but not. But Then they both discovered because they sat next to each other that they were both really into music. Um, yep. So they started recording tapes together when they were really fucking high. Um,
1: well, first, first they were they were giving each other they were trading albums and turning each other right, on to right, like right. the yeah you know because they liked the stuff that stuff, they were into know?
0: yeah one, one was into but punk like, rock one was into more like new wave wavy kind of stuff.
1: Yep, yep, and, and Gene Ween turned Dean Ween onto Prince, and that's pretty much like, it was like, okay, uh, you're my best yeah, friend. It, it <laughs> should
0: be it should be said, Ween fucking love Prince. Love. Oh Prince. yeah,
1: they, 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 there's heavy, heavy Prince influence in a lot of their stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Including Um, some songs that didn't make it to release that you could say are direct Prince ripoffs, but Um, they didn't they didn't get released. So, (laughs)
0: um, and so they put out I I guess like six self release tapes. Um, Have you ever managed to get your hands on any of those?
1: Yeah, I've got all that early stuff. It's pretty raw. It's very punk punk punkish. You know, they didn't really know what they were doing. They were learning their instruments. They were learning how to write songs, and it's very very punk rock. Some of it's cool uh oddly enough i actually uh the deadline is tomorrow so after we do this podcast i'm going to record a cover for a ween tribute album and i'm doing one of those early super early pre god ween satan songs called gladiola heartbreaker interesting so they do have some cool shit from from before they put out an actual album but they they add tons of cassettes they would just make cassettes and give them out to their friends and then these ones that would kind of get released it was a little local label called Bird of Prey Records, and they were they were basically kind of like compilations of all their other cassettes they were making for themselves and for friends. So there's like there's the Timmy Wasserman tape, there's the Big Jim tape, there's you know there is tons, tons, tons and of tons of tapes. Tons and tons
0: of tapes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, in this day and age, pretty much you can find most anything online. Um, so,
1: well, anything that's made it out there, yeah. There's still stuff that no one has gotten a hold of. They've got. You know, just crazy amounts of, of songs. I mean, there's a ton of unreleased stuff that, for Wien that you can get real easily because they're totally cool about that. Yeah. And have put some of it out themselves. But um, but there is still more.
0: <laughs> and so after that, um, they were playing a show um, opening for a band. And this guy named Dave Ayers, who uh, worked for Twin Tone Records, which is just this. Twin Tone. Yeah, yeah just Minneapolis. Just yeah, smaller label. Um, he came to, to watch the band that they were Notable
1: though. For. They, I mean, they had, they definitely had a good rep in the independent label scene yeah. at that time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They weren't like, a like some super obscure fly by night operation. Um, they were no, just, no. just, just, a small label.
1: It's a, a big indie label.
0: Yeah. Um, and so he, he was there to watch the band they were opening for. Um, and the name I, I don't recall of what the band was, but it doesn't matter because he saw that they opened,
1: they opened for tons of bands at, at city gardens in New Jersey and, and stuff like that. They were real popular locally. So they would get all the, like the punk rock gigs they would open for Rollins right. and, you know, all, butthole surfers and all kinds of stuff.
0: So they, he, he saw them and signed them that night. Um, and then later, um, became their manager. Um, and so that led to their first album, um, Which is Godwin Satan.
1: Godwin Satan.
0: Some of it, some of it doesn't really work for me. Uh, some of the stuff on what? that album, uh, but a lot of them really. What rea- doesn't work?
1: What doesn't work for you?
0: <laughs> uh, not any, Not anyone in particular. There's not anyone that I'm like. <laughs> I hate this. Um, but some of them really do work for me. Um, like Wayne's Pet, Youngin', um, Mushroom Festival in Hell. Uh, oh yeah. Marble Juicy Tree is cool. And honestly, um, El Camino. That might be one of my favorite songs of all time. I don't know why. I don't know why, but the the combination of the music, the lyrics, and then the vocal affect, like that makes me crack up like every fucking single time that I hear that song. That always makes me laugh. (laughs) But uh so what are your thoughts on that record? I'm sure you have lots of them.
1: Oh, I mean I mean it's you know it's 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 weird because there's stuff that came after it that doesn't sound as good. That that was like, they uh, were able to do live drums on that one because they had. I think they were still in their parents' basement, so they could get a little louder. And after that, they moved to a, a farm called the Pod. And so it's 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 odd that the, the the this one's actually pretty well produced and has a cleaner sound than uh, than the next couple albums after it. Yeah, and than the and, Pod um, for sure. Yeah. But but I mean it's got tons of of ween essential classics starting right off with you fucked up. I mean that's
0: just... I yeah, mean that's, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a call to that's you know that's a great way to kick off your career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, uh 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 I'm in the mood to move and squelch the little weasel and blackjack. Oh yeah, I forgot
0: squelch the little weasel. Yeah, that one's fun. Yeah. That's fun. But uh
1: yeah, I I um there was a group of four of us were uh taking some hallucinogens and um I can't remember why but I was kind of mad at one of them. And of the four of us, two of us knew this album and two of us didn't, and of the two that didn't, I knew one of them would could handle anything and I knew the other one would probably kind of hate it. Get a little bothered. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I I thought it was going to be a fun album to listen to, but it's not really a good uh trip album. It's no, kind of they, They've really. said that. It's like it's a bad trip album. Yes, that's not really. A <laughs> and, album. and yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was interesting. So the 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 pod would uh, probably be a good uh, <laughs>
0: trip album, although I haven't listened to it. Uh,
1: White pepper. The mollusk is the one. Yeah, the
0: mollusk. The, the mollusk one. would be the one. <laughs> and yeah, for cheese sure. too.
1: Usually um, I make like a compilation of. I've made Ween compilations that have been big hits. at... Uh, Small gatherings
0: Oh yeah you could (laughs) could absolutely do that Very easily
1: I've turned people into die hard ween fans for life (laughs) I'll bet
0: I'll bet Uh, And after that album um, They moved to another small label uh, Called Shimmy Disc um, Which I don't know anything about
1: That's Kramer Kramer from Shit He was in some punk band in the 80s And kind of a, a name And um he was getting into producing and starting a label. It was his label. And he was a big Ween fan actually played. When they first put together a live band, he played bass for some radio sessions. Um, but, yeah, so that was his his deal. And the, uh, then there was a big falling out. And uh, I have a negative personal experience with Kramer as well. So, I you know.
0: <laughs> and uh, as you said, they moved uh, out to... Uh, a farm called the
1: Pod and moved out to a farm called the Pod, and they couldn't they couldn't didn't have room to set up drums, so they that's yep, when they started doing the drum, drum machine stuff. Yep, and, uh, and and they were recording all the time ta- every day. The Pod is like a compilation of like five albums worth of stuff. It was like the best yes, of the five albums worth of stuff.
3: Yes, I would say that, Which, I would say that. Let me start off with a basket of chips. I then move on to the polio salad taco. I would like two polio salad tacos with one beef chimichanga. On a chimichanga, I would like a side of sour cream. I would like tomatoes and onions on my quesadilla. For dessert, I would like the soapy flares. I would like extra cinnamon my guacamole yes you do guacamole uh, I would like a side of guacamole on my tostados I like the deep the tostados in the guacamole can I get a basket I told you about the basket chips i
0: like a large iced tea two uh, two large iced teas
3: okay that'll be 16
0: <laughs> the pod I think uh, with, for me I would describe it as a weird ass fucking masterpiece uh you it's amazing. be yeah. hard-pressed to find a weirder album than that, um, and uh, it's really good. And it, it, you, there's no in-between on that album, I don't think. You're either going to love it or you're going to fucking hate it. Um, it's either going to be one of
1: your most favorite albums of all time, or you're just going to, like, it'll be like uh, audio torture, like they do to, like... Yeah, yeah,
0: basically. <laughs> and, uh, re- and stuff. <laughs> yeah. While recording, um, both of them came down with mono. Yeah. Um, and no, I
1: think it was just one of them. I think it was just Dean.
0: Was it? I think it was just Dean it. had the I had read it with both of them, but I, I don't you know. You can't
1: believe everything you read about wings That's, That's definitely thing true. In fact,
0: the next thing I was going to say, of course, is that in their liner notes, they said that uh, they went through five cans of Scotchgard um there was no Scotch guard it. yeah they just, <laughs> they just made that up they said that was like the they dirt. they totally made that the up dirt. they said they had
1: like a scotch guard bong yes <laughs> yeah
0: that was what was on the cover yeah cuz of course it's Leonard Cohen's <laughs> greatest hits is their cover right, except right. That with somebody with a weird mean, gas mask kind of thing on yeah
1: meanwhile meanwhile <laughs>
0: mean. um and so i i love Dude, the pod, the pot
1: is is amazing there's sometimes where i'll be in a mood where the only thing yeah. soothe my thing. mood yeah. is the pod No, not, not more.
0: Not more cowbell. Uh the pod. No. Um, it's the
1: pod. The pod. Yeah, and
0: I I love every single song on it. Um and in particular, yeah. I, I want to single out uh the Stallions. Um Of course. Those They're are just Stallions. funny as shit. Um yeah, and the Stallions are amazing. Pork roll egg and cheese, which is literally song about the foods that the singer wants pork to Pork roll eat. egg and cheese. Yeah. That's all well, it pork is. is. That's all it is. <laughs> have you ever
1: had a have you ever had a pork roll egg and cheese? I have not. Pork roll is kind of like it's kind of like a nicer version of spam, a little bit tastier version of spam. It's kind of it's closer to ham, but it's kind of a mm. spammy thing. Um but it's you know, it's a breakfast meat and uh yeah, pork roll egg and cheese on a Kaiser bun with some gravy fries? With
0: some gravy fries? Yep. Mentioned <laughs> in many songs. <laughs> indeed, indeed. That comes up a lot. Uh And, uh, Awesome Sound, uh, that's another favorite of mine because that song is literally just about how awesome their sound is.
1: (laughs) Got an awesome sound going down. (laughs) I got a pork roll egg and cheese
0: and bacon! Yeah. (laughs) 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 And it should be said that 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 song is fucking amazing live. Um, I I can get, that one can go like, yeah.
1: It yeah. can go 10 plus minutes. I'm sure you've yeah, heard plenty easily. of live stuff. I mean, yes, anyone can yes, go to the yes, ar- internet definitely. archive. They're totally cool with live. There's so much live out there. So much good yeah. sounding because you get good tapers, you know?
0: Yep. And, uh, I had, a I didn't, wasn't going to bring it up, uh, cause it's just a live album, but I, I also had paint in the town brown. Um, that's got that, some great that stuff. That's got great. a, that's got
1: a 30 minute, uh, poop ship.
0: Yep. Yeah. It does. Um, and yeah.
1: a 20 minute vallejo.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, that, yeah, that's, cause that's a compilation they put together. Um,
1: Best of Live. They were supposed to, they were supposed to be able to release that themselves. And the label changed their minds and said, uh, no, we want to put this out. So instead, they put out a internet only download album called, um, Craters of Sack.
0: I haven't heard that one. Um,
1: oh, it's great. You gotta get Craters of Sack, it's got some amazing stuff. But, but yeah, that was that when, one. when the label, when the label said, no, we're putting out the live album, you guys can't put it out. They're like, all right, well then we're releasing this, our album that of songs that y'all would never put out anyway. So all right, there you go. It's got stuff like, um, like su- sucking all the blood from the devil's dick and making love in the gravy <laughs> and, um, <laughs> oh, I lost some other ones.
0: They have some really good song titles too. That must yeah, be said. Yeah. 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 Um, Definitely. and, uh, also on that album was uh, Dr. Rock, and that's basically Dr. just, like, rock. a really cool rock song, but, like, the w- <laughs> lyrics are just fucking bizarre. Um,
1: Dude, live Dr. Rock just turns into just amazing energy. <laughs> You're just going nuts because the whole crowd's like, Dr.
0: Rock, and
1: everyone's fucking going nuts, and they play it bad. faster live, you know, and it's, it's yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, also on there is uh, Right to the Ways and the Rules of the World. Um, yeah, amazing song. That's kind of like, a, like, it's like, a, like an Ozzy Osbourne kind of voice. And, uh, it's this Doing really Early like, Floyd or something. Yeah, like this over the top, like, lyrics. And, <laughs> in fact, at the Cosmic end of it, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of it, like, Gener just can't keep it together anymore. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, just, no, yeah. Yeah, just loses his shit. He was, he was uh,
1: probably, probably pretty high on something.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, no doubt. Uh, so that, that's fucking hilarious. And then, of course, uh of course, Polio Asado, uh, a song whose awesomeness cannot truly be described in mere words. Nah, you
1: just you just got to listen to it. Uh, yeah.
0: It, it,
1: it, it, we could recite it and it wouldn't be as good. Just listen to no, it. No, it wouldn't be nearly as good, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, and it, it will blow your mind. Yeah, apparently it's based on a real conversation that Gene had with a customer at El Taco Loco. It, it's um, like
1: a compilation, a compilation of conversation. It's like it's like Gene Ween's clerks.
0: And uh, it's like, basically, uh, the, the it, it's inadequate. But the best way that I could describe it would be like three minutes of a drive-through order, only if both people involved were on peyote. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, oh, uh, sauce on the side not not inside the taco on the side okay. <laughs> well
0: what is the more cheese please what is the what is the pollo asado
1: pollo pollo asado that's the chicken
0: and what is please, the that's what happens we just we just start the, reciting well, you just gotta listen to it you just gotta listen well that, that uh uh, before we started talking about that, uh, there'll be a clip of just that song. so all right, um, well then there you go. yeah, you've already listened to it. <laughs> yeah, you've listened to at least a little bit of it. Listen to it again. yeah, listen to the whole thing. Um, oh, yes, the yeah. whole thing again, or live, even better. Um,
1: they've only played it live a few times. I was there the first time they ever played it live, and they
0: it's on all request live.
1: Okay, well that's but that's that's live in the studio. There's no audience yeah, yeah, yeah. for that aside yeah. from the engineers and the roadies and such.
0: Um, yeah. That, uh, okay. What are what are your further thoughts on uh, the pod?
1: Uh, the only one that's jumping to mind that we didn't already talk about is "Demon Sweat," which is uh, one of those Prince kind of jams. Yeah. And yep. also, don't don't sweat it. Both the sweat songs are. Uh, Yep, good, those good are good stuff.
0: Well, like like yeah. I said, I love all those songs on this album So <laughs> <laughs> And uh Boyang so,
1: yeah. is great, Molly Molly, 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 Molly
0: and, Yeah, Molly's cool And uh, nice. yeah, as we mentioned um, Somehow they fucking got signed to Electra um,
1: Electra Records signed them Gave them yeah. some money and
0: yeah. yeah, and the result was Pure Guava uh, I guess that was Pure the song that you heard from them um,
3: I heard my brother weeping See
1: and that they even, it was already done they got the deal and the, like i said it was done on four track it was just like they'd done the pod and uh they just they gave just it, put out it out for that album and then spent and that money to build out. the studio they recorded uh chocolate yep. cheese with so yep uh
0: which was, <laughs> which was their first yeah first real studio album um yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get and to they started that playing with a band uh, yeah, we'll, yeah get we'll, there. we'll get there we'll get to that in here in a couple minutes pure guava they even had a somewhat of a minor hit somehow um uh, Push the little daisies. Some,
1: somehow, is Beavis and ButtHead.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Beavis and ButtHead. <laughs> that's why that was a hit. <laughs> it was did, also that. Beavis that's and what Butthead got did them. Hate that song. Um,
1: no, no, they loved it. They thought it was crazy. They thought it was weird. They didn't hate it. Uh,
0: was it? I, I just remember. Yeah. Uh, I They're just like, remember. Is, with, it, is, Beavis, like, they didn't hate it. They just. just they remember, didn't get it. I just remember <laughs> Beavis with the, Push the
3: little things and make a
1: cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's uh, that's him enjoying it. He was loving yeah, it.
0: It's, <laughs> it's, uh, and uh, I, I have to say that I, I think that song sucks. Uh, but no,
1: that song's great. Yeah, I don't uh, like you, that song. you just got to you got to hear. It. Check out a live version.
0: All right. Yeah. I don't. It's I don't think song. I've heard a live version of that song. It's a good song. Um, it's a good song. And uh, overall, I do pretty goofy on
1: the album. but.
0: I don't like that one quite as much as either of the first two, Um, but there's definitely some good songs on there. Like Reggae Junkie Jew is cool. Um, Reggae Junkie Jew. Go and get stuff. Don't get too close to my fantasy.
1: Go and get stuff. Yeah,
0: definitely. Don't get too close to my fantasy. Tender Situation. Play it off legit,
1: Big Jim. The whole album's great. I saw. Come on.
0: I saw Jeaner crying in his sleep. There's another stallion track on there. it's, it's, Morning Glory, I
1: mean, it, which is like you know they're just bombed on who knows what and the, yeah the, the way make, I make plush, press play on the tape player and but somehow they did and yeah the way I
0: kind of look <laughs> at the the first and the, the third, pumpkins the way I kind of look at the first and the third album I don't feel this way about the pod um, is that they made these really it's just like there's like what like eighteen tracks on each of those albums um,
1: and, and they're all compilations none of them are actually like yeah. were, m- recorded as an album. Well, Godwin's yeah, kinda, but it was yeah, still their best uh, material of yeah. the past couple of years. You yeah, know?
0: and they're all just kind of these really weird little ideas. And for me, some of them yeah. work, and when they work, they're great. And then some of them just don't quite work, and they're not yeah. boring. None of them are boring or like actively definitely that, interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely interesting. Um, should,
1: uh, touch my tutor and Sarah and God, man, so many good songs.
0: I I, I suppose you like that one way more than I do. Um,
1: Pure Glava. Yeah. I mean, I love every Ween album like passionately.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's that. Yeah, uh, so it. Yeah, any even losses I have Racha, here, but we'll get there. Any credits I have, you're not really going to agree with. Um, any, uh, they're, my, uh,
1: they're my. They're they're pretty much my favorite band. I mean, I love Kiss because I've always loved Kiss. And yeah, because that, that was your band, childhood
0: but, band. Yeah.
1: Right, but Ween is you know, they're the best.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, so, I'm uh, one
1: with the Boognish.
0: <laughs> you are. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, as you said, um, their next album was the first that they recorded in a studio, an actual studio. Um, yeah, and, it, and
1: like as a proper album.
0: Yes. And it also featured an expanded lineup, um, with Claude Coleman and Claude and Coleman
1: started jamming.
0: He officially joined the band on drums, and Andrew Weiss, who had been their producer already, um, started playing from, bass. From,
1: uh, Rollins Band. He was in the Rollins Band.
0: And on this one, I, because they were in a studio, the production was much cleaner and crisper. Um, yeah. And I think this would probably 16 be. 16 like track.
1: A, they moved from 40 to tracks to 16 track.
0: Yep. And it definitely shows. Um, and yeah, it
1: sounds amazing.
0: I think this would be the consensus pick by critics um, as their best album. And that, of course, is Chocolate and Cheese.
3: Buenos tardes. Amigo Hola My Good friend Cinco De Mayo On Tuesday And I hoped We'd see Each other Again you killed my brother last winter you shot him three times in the back um
1: it's their most popular it's yeah. best-selling and yeah. yeah it's it's most people's gateway drug into weed. yeah
0: indeed and it, it's not my favorite album um of theirs. know. I, I doubt you would say that was your favorite one either.
1: It's not my um, favorite, but it, I, I love every song on it. Yeah. It's great. It's
0: yeah. It's definitely great. It's amazing. Um, like there's just really great songs. Um, like the unbelievably depressing, um, spinal meningitis, um, <laughs> freedom of 76. That uh, again, lots of Prince influence on that one. And, Oh yeah.
1: Total Prince
0: has a fucking dope spike Jones video. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Roses are free is really good. Um, Voodoo lady, another one. They say
1: they say they say that roses are free is actually they feel is the song that is most inspired by Prince. So listen to it with that in mind, and he's like, "Oh yeah, shit." (laughs) Um,
0: And voodoo lady, uh, also I think Prince influence, and that's one of the funkiest songs I would say of all time.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that one get, that one live, man. Goes yeah. And off. again, they goes can off. go,
0: they can just go on with that. They'll just start riffing and just go on for ages. Um, usually. And
1: occasionally they will break into, uh, Kiss by Prince.
0: Yeah, indeed. Um, and then, uh, Buenos Tardes, Amigo, which is like really weird because yes. it, that is not. A, a joke Dardies. song in any way? No,
1: it's um, very serious, very serious.
0: Yeah. which is uh, fairly unusual um, for. But
1: you-, you know what? Everyone dies when they do when they do with poison interlaced. Wish to meet that fucking yeah. kills everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's usually
1: uh, the po- point in chocolate cheese when when someone's like, "Okay, I'm a fan." <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Buenos Tardes is, is, you're,
1: you're done. You know, they've already hit you with Mr. Won't You Please Help My Pony and Roses yeah. and Voodoo <laughs> and, yeah. And then Buenos Tardes, you're like, holy shit.
0: What yeah, the fuck?
2: Th- holy
1: shit. This,
0: and then, Mr. Would You Please Help My Pony. Like, cause that lyric is like, sad as fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you just, if you Keep just think pony. about just the lyric. yeah Pony. He's,
2: pony.
0: <laughs> He's down on his luck, won't you help my him? Pony. I think it's his lung. But when you, juxtapose, says
1: that's his favorite song.
0: I can see why, because when you juxtapose like the lyric with the music, it's fucking hilarious. Even though there's nothing funny about the lyric, uh, it's, just, <laughs> it's interesting. And, sick uh, pony
1: man, yeah, oh, damn, I know. He he's hacking it up. He's
0: I know and they already feet. they already wrote it about a <laughs> sick kid. I mean, Jesus, a sick
1: kid, uh, sick pony,
0: and uh, yep, yep, dead then, dead um, Mexican. <laughs> What Diener was talking about is really great. Um, Classic. Yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, songs of theirs.
1: That's what they – their first show back after the breakup, the first night of the reunion where I I was there. That's the first song they played.
0: Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then the HIV song, which the lyric for that is, of course, AIDS. 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 HIV.
2: That's it. That's
1: it. Like this happy circus fucking song, just Uh like bouncing around, happy and. Uh
0: and Uh Yeah, 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 yeah. Once again, (laughs) once again, the juxtapositions. Yeah, and and live
1: live. That's a huge thing too, because everyone's just going crazy, and then the whole crowd's like AIDS.
0: (laughs) HIV!
1: I mean, it's like a massive shout-along, you know?
0: And (laughs) one of my favorite songs on that record is uh, I Can't Put My Finger on It. Uh, Also also great live. Um, Yeah,
1: the extended intro live.
0: And uh, I want to ask you something about that song. Uh, Okay. Is there a consensus uh, theory among Ween fans what uh, that song is about? Because I have a theory.
1: It's about pussy.
0: Ah, yep. That's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That is from Gene Wien himself.
0: Are you surprised, Are you surprised when I touch the, the dwarf inside? inside.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Any other uh, thoughts about Chocolate and Cheese before we move on?
1: Yeah, I just remember just remember listening to it in my, my truck and CD player and just would play it over and over. And I'm like, man, this album. And then I... And then I, I, I this is one of the first albums that I really noticed that if you got good and stoned before you listen to it, it like really fucking definitely, came alive. Yeah, definitely enhances <laughs> it For
0: sure, for sure. And and it's good when you're not too.
1: Because this about this time in my life was when I first started smoking better weed.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. When you when you moved from guy dirt in a weed, band was able
1: to get this yeah. stuff from Jamaica that was like had like hash rubbed on the brick and stuff and yeah yeah so, oh, it was like, so I was like, there like
0: really good weed. You mean? Yeah, for like the first time
1: after smoking like Mexican dirt for most of my life at that point. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's always
0: a big change up. You're like, whoa, wait a second. (laughs) I didn't know smoking weed could be this good. Yeah, uh, and so next, they did a real zag, uh, with 12 uh, golden country (laughs) grates. 12
1: Golden Country um, Greats, and that that and was I've, very that threw people for a loop.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm sure it did, uh, because I, and I think it was probably an homage to uh, Throbbing Gristles' "20 um, Jazz Funk Greats," which was one of the early uh, industrial albums. Um, I'm sure that might of, have had some. Yeah, yeah because uh, that that album there there, the were only 13, there were only 13 songs on it, uh, and they called right. it "20 Jazz well, there, Funk Greats." There's and, there's, uh, there's debate there's only about 10 this
1: now. Songs. There's debate about this, right? There is twelve Golden Country greats, and there is only ten songs. Now, originally, they did record twelve songs, and they pulled two they back did. that they came did. out as B sides. And also, there are uh, the band was basically, essentially, twelve great session musicians. So, oh, it, it okay, is, that makes sense. So, but the the real story is, is they pulled two songs after they named it. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> there was supposed to be twelve songs, and you can get both those songs. It's so long, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're out there. Um, yeah, they're sure.
0: out there. And, uh, oh, as you said, they got, like, real, like, fucking veteran, like, Nashville players Oh, yeah, uh, to play like on the this. dudes,
1: the guys, yeah, the, the, yeah, the original yeah. guys And the um, the Jordan Jordanaires on backing vocals and shit, you know
0: Yeah, and in fact, the only time that, uh, Gene or Deaner play on it are guitar solos on one track each That's it Um, and, of course, uh, I think the joke here on this album is Ween almost always has a joke. Um, is that the, the the lyrics? Of course, were really jokey and weird. I mean, oh, yeah. like piss, yeah. piss up a rope. Um, oh yeah. Japanese cowboy. Um, oh which, yeah. It's by a hilarious way, is, album. Uh, which is chariots of fire. Um, as of course. The band itself yeah. acknowledges. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Richard Smoker. Uh, I mean, oh, etcetera, yeah. etc. Except it's really it's a, it is a straight up really good country album
1: musically completely sincere and yes. and really good
0: and then all and, the lyrics the... are are like silly and like stupid <laughs> Ridiculous. basically yeah 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 so <laughs> <I'm> yeah. tripping <laughs>
1: writhing and squealing puking, <laughs> looking for someone like you
0: <laughs> yeah so that's a really good album although yeah uh, that i'm sure when that came out like people's heads fucking exploded
3: well, see,
1: I wasn't fully converted. I I was really into chocolate and cheese, and and I knew that was a great album to get high and listen to. It was a weird album, and you know I still liked *Pier Guava* as novelty. I still didn't know about the older stuff, and so when that country album came out, I was just like, what the "This fuck? isn't what I like." <laughs> I don't so at the time, I had no interest, and I didn't have it at the time. At the time, Ween kind of just faded away for me, and it was it was it was the following album, *The Mollusk*, that that. It was where I became yeah. Hard Green fan. And
0: yeah, so on the mollusk, um Saw them add a new permanent bass player. Uh, in uh, I'm not sure you, how you pronounce his last last name. Double Dip
1: Dave Drywitz.
0: Dave Drywitz uh, and yep. a, a keyboardist uh, by the name of Glenn Glenn Mac- McClelland. Glowand. Yeah, and, he played
1: uh, with uh, Blood Sweat and Tears.
0: And the most notable thing about that album for me is that that's when they really perfected the uh, genre surfing, um, like. There are just straight up like legit, really good prog songs on on that. Like, uh, um, the, t- oh, yeah. the title track "Mutilated Lips," um, "The Golden Eel," and "Buckingham Green." Buckingham but, Green, yeah, those yeah. are all prog songs. Straight up. Do you up. get
1: the joke behind the? Do you get the joke uh, within the title of Buckingham Green?
0: Uh, I do not.
1: Both Fleetwood Mac guitarists, Peter Green and Lindsey Buckingham, and that song has a lot of early Fleetwood Mac influence. Ah.
0: There you go. Yes. I, had, I had not even well, I didn't even know who uh, Fleetwood Mac's original guitarist was. That's yeah, a, that's it. how much that's how much, uh, like early Fleetwood Mac I've listened to. I
1: gotta get you schooled um, on some Peter Green Fleetwood Mac.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm gonna try to make a point to listen to some Fleetwood Mac before we cover them. Um, some early Fleetwood Mac, I mean. Um, yeah, I guess, I points you, the, the, you, the 70, point you the in the 70s right direction. Stuff, I'm, I'm familiar with. Are you that, there's um, a greatest
1: hits album of just the original Peter Green band, and that's, that's what you need. You need to hear that, and you'll, you'll know.
0: Alright. Um, but, uh, what are your, what are your thoughts on that album? Cause uh, as you just said, that's when you really, like, fully got into it.
1: Well, I'll tell you exactly what, okay, so Mollusk came out during kind of a weird time in my life. I just moved out of my house for the first time in with a girlfriend who I realized pretty quickly that I didn't really have anything in common. And didn't really like, Ooh, <laughs> I was kind of cool. infatuated with her and, 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 and like finally talked her into like going out with me. And it like led to me moving in really fast. Cause she was like, we need a roommate in my apartment. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Does this mean you're my girl? Go- Does this mean you're my girlfriend? And I'm-, and I'm moving in. She's like, yeah, 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 sure. So, <laughs> Cool. (laughs) So, uh, so at this point we had, we had split up and I was working in my second office job. I hated my job doing data entry and was just like trying to hope that was like an end to go up further. And it's a big, Primerica, a big financial company. And, um, I was hoping my data entry skills would be like a foot in the door to like move onward and upward in that company. Clearly that did not work out. No, 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 I, no, no, not at all. I mean, I, I was the second best data enterer there, besides like the one lady that was amazing, uh, out of like a group of probably a dozen. So I mean, I, I, I can fucking enter data, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm not the always the most. Um, like you know, if they said you should really come in on Saturday, I'm like, you Fuck can't make me come that, in on Saturday, yeah. and I'm not coming in on Saturday. I don't give a shit, you know. Yeah, and, that, and then that's, when it came time that's to like the
0: way to work your way up, yeah,
1: it t- it came time to to take a a week of leave of absence so I could go record an album with my band, and uh, you know I told him what I want to do and why I was second, and the lady was like, you know, you really need to to think about your priorities and and concentrate more on the so job. you did.
0: You did think about that. So, yeah.
1: So I was like, all right, well, then I'm not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> so so anywho, so it was during this time, doing this dad entry job, I was l- falling in love with a lot of albums because I was listening to a lot of music and headphones for the first time in a long time. Uh, and yeah, uh, so Mollusk was one that I'd had and I'd, I knew it was cool and weird, but I hadn't like really fallen in love with it yet. And I mm-hmm. listened to it at work. And, like, I'm, like, okay, these songs are good. They're funny. I'm down with this, like, chocolate and cheese. And then, like, It's Gonna Be All Right came on. And that shit, I was fucking crying in my goddamn cubicle. And I, <laughs> I was, yeah. like, oh, holy shit. I was, like, okay, this fucking joke funny band just fucking made me, like, ball. And I was like, okay, these guys have got something, you know, there's something to this. Yeah, it's, it's not so, very
0: often that they, they get serious, like super serious, but when they but do... But they do, and when yeah, they do, damn, it's fucking, yeah.
1: it's, you know, I mean, Jesus, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if they,
1: I ever get married, which I won't ever get married, but if I ever get married, Stay Forever will be my wedding song, because it's the most beautiful love song ever written, you know, and that's fucking ween, you know, is they have this crazy fucking drug-fueled madness, and then they have the most sincere, beautiful thing that you... You could do you know and and um so yeah at that point as i was tears were streaming down my cheeks i was like okay i fucking get it <laughs> there
0: you go the rest is history so after that uh their next one was probably and then and
1: then hearing it and then hearing oh, it ahead. on mushrooms and or acid for the first time that's when that shit like really like i was like whoa yeah. <laughs> there's some serious fucking shit going on here you know and uh so yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, their next one, I would say, is probably their most accessible album. Um, even more so than this Chocolate is their and most cheese,
1: most say. pro. Yeah, this is their most pro recorded album. They did this at a uh, Bearsville Studio, which is a you know famous studio. A lot of bands recorded there in seventies. The Heart. And sh- all kinds of shit that I just can't think of. But if you look up Bearsville Studio. So, yeah, they went to They wanted to go to a real studio. This was probably I think they knew this was their last shot with Electra because the country album didn't do much after no. Ch- chocolate <laughs> cheese was their best selling album. And it did pretty well. It sold like three, four hundred thousand copies. And then the country album did nothing. nothing. And the Mollusk because yeah. they they killed their momentum. So the mollusk kinda of had a slow growth but didn't even sell like half of what chocolate and cheese sold. So they pretty much I think they had one more album on their contract, so they knew they had one more deal. They were getting one more advance. So they went to the studio and basically tried to make the best pop yep rock album they could. Yeah.
2: You, and they're yeah. like,
1: This is our this is it. This is we're gonna take our stab at it, you know. Yeah. And it, there's a lot of <laughs> And that. they wrote some Great songs.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of even like Lennon McCartney influence on this one. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. and we yeah. we should say uh, the name of the album is uh, White, White Pepper. Pepper. And
3: uh... reaching out now, and I touch your face. Please believe I'm only traveling, like seeking wonder. From a foreign place It matters not From where I'm coming And the snow So light is bleeding We sleep so tight When we're breathing Call the little
0: There's, like, you can hear, like, Brit. Pot. And I don't
1: think they're talking about cocaine. I think they're talking about the vegetable.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Even though there's a heavy coat, There's a cocaine yeah, song on the there's album. There's
0: a cocaine But, <laughs> song. but, well, but uh, you know, that's Bananas and Blow, of course. But that's, like, a Jimmy Buffett song.
1: Basically. Bananas and Blow.
0: Stuck in my Right. And
1: I think I th- I'm pretty sure. I don't think you can get high enough on cocaine to tolerate Jimmy Buffett. But that's probably the only way to
0: try. Well, and, uh, well. We'll get we'll get we'll get to Geners' <laughs> uh we'll get to Geners uh Whew, issues yeah. here a little bit later. Um But they a, still play that
1: stuff. They still play Bananas and Blown, booze me up and get me high and he sings it with conviction even though he's I think a good 5 years sober now.
0: Yep. Um you can hear like Britpop um along with like the Beatles on uh even if you don't. Um yeah. There's like hardcore punk with like Stroker Ace Um
1: Yeah. Motorheadish almost.
0: A like Baroque instrumental, uh, yeah. In ca- they still call, call it Castle. the Baroque
1: jam, even though they gave it a name ice castles, but on set list, they still call it the Baroque, Baroque jam, which is what they're called. Bef- yeah, uh, before a, the album.
0: Back to Basim is like a prog song. Um, and, uh, and, the, back to to and, um, and those songs, those are all just back to back to back. <laughs> like, so that's like how, uh, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, how wide they could go by this point. Uh I and like then
1: the, the Grobe too, like the Hendrix jam, the Grobe, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh a uh, little Led Zeppelin in there on that one. Um maybe some Pink Floyd too. Oh yeah, for sure. Um Oh yeah. Pandy Fackler, they fucking nailed Steely Dan. Steely Dan? Yeah, yeah they did like but Steely it's, Dan. It's, it's more than it's more Steely
1: than Dan. Steely Dan. It's definitely more than Steely Dan, but Cause Steely Dan doesn't quite jam like that, but but yeah, definitely that's what I mean. Steely, it's, it's more Steely, Steely Dan, Dan than vibes. Steely Dan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. And then like, and then there's songs like "Exactly Where I'm At" and uh, like "She's Your Baby." Blue to the cheek. Like Jesus, oh, it's, where, yeah, did, man, where Jesus. did "She's Your Baby" come from? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I already talked about "Stay Forever." That's my. That's the best love song ever written.
0: Yeah, and "She's Your Baby" is like gorgeous that's pop a nice pop song. It's a pop yeah. song. Yeah, and then you got um,
1: Falling Out, which is a nice little country rock with some good pedal yeah. steel. And...
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, in fact, I would say this is not my favorite um, Ween album. I would go with the Pod, um, but I think I, I would say this this one is their best album.
1: It's 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 definitely their best, most cohesive, well crafted, well written album. Yep. yep. For you Very, know, and uh... I, I love it. It's it's definitely one of my favorites. I'd have to go with the Mollusk as my overall favorite. And the pod is, you know, those they kind of flip and flop depending on what kind of mood I'm in, you know. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. But, um, but, uh, but, yeah, White Peppers right there too because it just it sounds so good, and yeah. and so many great sounds, and and yeah, and yeah.
0: Yeah, and if anybody thinks like Ween is just like a novelty band, you know, um, like fucking put that record on and listen to it. Uh, white pepper they, is
1: the gateway drug that sometimes doesn't always take because sometimes people really dig white pepper and the, but then you go beyond that and they're like, uh, no. and yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: it's not the same, not <laughs> the same. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, maybe, maybe chocolate and cheese is the ideal uh, gateway drug for that. But uh,
1: chocolate and cheese is the gateway drug. Yeah, but white but, pepper is the one where like, you like you surprise them.
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Oh, what's because, this?
1: This sounds so good. Oh, it's ween. Yeah, because like they they're fucking great,
0: great. Like by this point it's not they were you. great. It's not for you. <laughs> by this point they're great musicians. Um, this is when I
1: saw them live for the first time. Was on this tour, and yeah, and the, live they are untouchable. I mean, just crazy good.
0: And they and they can nail like pretty much any genre that they try. Like they nail it.
1: And they play. They play two and a half to three hour sets. They play forty five songs. They you know they it's you know it's. Ween is an amazing concert experience.
0: I, uh, I'm going to have to try to make a point to go see them.
1: I think I've seen them about, I think I've seen them, I'd have to count, but I think it's been like 10 or 11 times.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, any further I've, I've thoughts? Traveled. Any further <laughs> thoughts on that one before we... Uh... White Pepper?
1: Yeah. Um, no, just, yeah, no, I think I've expressed uh, my thoughts on White Pepper. It's... Uh,
0: yeah, it's a great. a good album.
1: Great, it's great. amazing.
0: And the next one after that uh, is called Quebec.
3: Most people okay But they're taking their seestas
0: turn to uh i think like their earlier um weirder sound a self-conscious attempt um they said it was more I think they, were,
1: they were trying to i think they were trying to assimilate all they had uh, grown their sound with mollusk and white pepper and try to kind of take more of a guava pod type approach right. to the songwriting yeah. with but with what they'd learned sonics wise and songwriting wise and it is definitely you know, so way,
0: it's definitely way way darker
1: um, a lot of people's fair. They, they were going through. They were both. Uh, or Gina going, going through, through a divorce. Shit. Yeah, they were both going through some shit. They were going through a lot of heavy, heavy, darker drug use, uh, painkillers and cocaine and other things that I've heard speculation. And but you know, yeah. Um. So it, this is this is the, definitely the darkest Ween album. For sure. And this is the one that you know if you want to if you need to feel some emotions. <laughs> yeah and I uh, put this album on and feel some emotions, but it also works in it can be a uh, a very uh it can teach you some things on on some psychedelics too even though it doesn't seem like it might be one you might want to listen to
0: <laughs> yeah I probably wouldn't want to uh it might be a little dark um <laughs> if
1: you're willing to travel those dark pathways because you know you're safe and you're gonna come out all right on the other end
2: you know
0: and so when i when I was kind of researching for this episode um and I pulled up uh, the track list for that album, and at first I like didn't really recognize any of the song titles, and I couldn't put like the sound um, to the to the track name, you know. So I thought like maybe I, maybe I just didn't really like that album all that much. Um, but so I put it on and listened to it, and turns out uh, yeah, I like a lot of it quite a bit. Uh, like it, it's gonna be a long night. Like that is Motorhead.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, this is a great kickoff too. Yeah, We're fucking around. Yeah, we're fucking. You know, this ain't we ain't this ain't another white pepper boys. Yeah, we're you know. Yeah, and <laughs> tried tried and
0: true is pretty great. Uh, so many people in the neighborhood is fucking weird. Oh so man, neighborhood. That is is so neighborhood. Weird. Um
1: Speculation is that that was about the uh, the Ween forums at the time were quite a. Uh, a lot of shit went down at the Ween forums involving band members, so that was oh, the kind of the, the the word of the of the forum was that, that was about the forum. <laughs>
0: interesting. Uh, uh, Aba, among his tribe is pretty dope. Um, ha- <laughs> Happy colored marbles is cool uh, because that's
1: cr- yeah, that sounds crazy. That's
0: like simultaneously pop and also heavy prog. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Super dark, but super. Yeah.
0: That's weird. And weird. That's a weird song. Colored marbles. Uh
1: That's, that's, that's the, that's the, I'm on the edge of sanity here and I might have lost my grip.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's basically what that is. Uh,
1: which was where he was at. (laughs) That's exactly where he was at.
0: (laughs) And then, uh, like, if you could save yourself, you'd save us all. Like, that's kind of a, that's like a monumental. Yeah, that's like a gorgeous, uh, kind of like again like a kind of heavy prog sound um yeah yeah but the lyrics are like really tongue and cheek um so it's it's interesting but also
1: also cut you
0: <laughs> yeah they can
1: i mean they're they're tongue in cheek but i mean they're also i mean a lot of people yeah there's uh, some edge in there list that is yeah. one of their most inspiring ween songs you know
0: yeah um yeah any, any because
1: because it's true if you could save yourself you would save us all that's
0: true um you got any further thoughts on that one that you haven't uh, said yet?
1: Argus is, Argus is like a prog rock masterpiece.
0: Oh, yeah. And, I forgot that song. Yeah, that one's
1: and, pretty good. And, uh, and uh, Alkin Road is super trippy. And uh, Captain. I love Captain. I've covered Captain. Um, I mean, uh, Chocolate Town is a classic. Jeez, uh, I don't know. I love every Ween song. Uh, of course. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're your favorite band, so, you know. That.
1: There's uh, the promo of this had a song that didn't end up on the album called Uvala, which is pretty cool.
0: Have not heard that one.
3: Uvala,
0: yeah, it's good stuff. And next, uh, uh, and we should mention
1: we should mention along at this point we should mention before we get any further that uh, throughout Chocolate Cheese, Mollusk, etc., they released a lot of CD singles with B sides. Two and three songs of those import CD singles that were so popular in yeah, the nineties. None of them. I've and ever they, heard. they, uh, they are all album worthy. I mean, it's like another Ween album uh, itself. If you collect them all together, I should send you all that stuff. They're fine with people trading that stuff around. So
0: that's cool. Uh, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, fully produced. Yeah, great, great, great stuff, including classics like. I smoke some grass and get really, really high.
0: I've heard that one. I've heard that
1: one. Okay, well so You've heard <laughs> yeah, some of that. I've, I've heard, heard that one. Cover it with gas and set it on fire. Uh, I heard one on that Request. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: that, I think that yeah. was on. That, yeah, that was on. It was on That was on Paint uh, the Town Port- Brown too.
1: Probably yeah. Puerto yeah. Rican Power is another uh, B side. Um, Vallejo was originally a B side. I, just tons, tons and tons of good. Ones. Now I'm freaking out. Just so so much good and uh, stuff like Beacon Light was on the soundtrack to the X Files. That is one of the really? best songs ever. That's they, interesting. They just gave it to the X Files. That's
0: cool. <laughs> um, so the next one I wanted to talk about is is not a, a, all request a, a, live. Yeah, right? it was not officially an album. Uh,
1: well, it's a, it's a Choco Dog release. I mean, it's something they put out themselves. Yeah, they several of these for ones, free. Right? For free. Live Live in Toronto was another one. No, no, these weren't for free. They sold them. Let's buy these CDs. I'll request uh, live. live is tw-
0: free?
1: You could listen to it for free online, but to buy the CD... You wanted a CD. Oh, okay. Like yeah, fully- yeah, 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 yeah. I, know, yeah, I, they, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I never got the CD. Um, yeah, there's like a fully produced, you know, remix of the performance. And uh, they've, uh, there was a, a Live at Stubbs is another one, Live in Toronto is another one. So this is all like a series of Choco Dog. You know, it's kind of... They're not a jam band, but they have kind of a Grateful Dead loyal fan base that will yeah, buy lots of live yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and
0: this one... Uh, the- this one it's like Queen's
1: dicks picks.
0: This was a, this was a love letter to their fans. Um, yeah, this was all, we got to, vo- like, we got to and, vote on the songs. Yeah. So it's all the fa- fan favorites. Um,
1: they it, played all five stallions in a row. Yeah. have never done that.
0: Two of them were previously not officially released. Um,
1: they haven't done that again until last year. And, uh, I think it was Portland, some, some Northwestern city got all five stallions in a row. Yeah. that might've been Montana.
0: Those are, I love the stallions. Um, there's a cool version of awesome sound on there. Uh the polio Sato version yeah, on there is the, great. Yeah. And then of course as the closer Where it's the an go? epic, epic, epic version of their And that's re- a real that's a that real story. you yeah. really that re- yeah, Pizza Hut yeah.
1: contracted them. The ad company that was jingle. working for
0: Pizza yes. Hut. Yeah. yeah, and that's what they turned it, in <laughs> Yeah, the song was Not the All Request Live version, but no, the 30 second yeah, jingle song was, Clean version Where'd yeah. the cheese go?
1: I don't know Where'd so the yeah, cheese that, that, go? I don't <laughs>
0: that's, know That's the whole song That's the whole yeah, well, fucking it, it, jingle yeah.
1: It's about the stuffed crust pizza It was to introduce yeah, the stuffed yeah, crust yeah, pizza yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Where'd the cheese go? It's yeah. in the fucking crust yeah. I don't
0: know I don't know uh yeah, and they're... where the
1: cheese go at, motherfucker? <laughs> where
0: the cheese go at? <laughs> oh man, baby, I get so hungry. I be this thinking about these cheeses, baby, baby. It's
3: a Jesus,
0: baby. I... Yeah, that's the phone, baby. I mean, it, it's kind of vaguely racist, um, but it's it's extremely <laughs> you know funny. It's, it's extremely
1: funny. Mean, <sighs> it's, it's
0: vaguely, <laughs> I said. It's I mean, comedy. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. I know.
1: Um, I'm sure Red Fox heard it he'd be totally cool. Yeah, probably. It's a couple wet boys did that. All
0: right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, well, Richard, I Richard Pryor I said Eddie it's Henke. funny as fuck and it's epic. So <laughs> I mean, Yeah. You are you to stretch
1: stretch a bit for for comedy. Com- you can you can do a little bit for comedy. Yeah, and we comedy, we
0: definitely do comedy. Um
1: Comedy is not pretty.
0: Yeah, that is true. That is true. So. Um and after that, I basically um, kind of just stopped following them. Um,
1: there's not much after that. You haven't no. There's one much, one album, uh, one album, one studio album, and, and why uh, don't you go EP. ahead and, uh,
0: and and just talk about like just kind of the mess um, that kind of happened after that.
1: Uh, so we got okay. Well, we got um, there's several Choco Dog live releases around. And then they did La Cucaracha, which they went back and recorded in a boathouse, set it up. They kind of did it like the Mollusk. And it's it's a it's good album. It's not Wayne's best album, but it's got... Uh, and it was paired also with the Frenzy P, all from the same sessions, which includes a song produced by uh, the Crazy Frog guy. Um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, European techno. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I mean, it's, it's got some good songs on it and a couple of classics and, uh, but it was, you could, this was kind of the beginning of, of, with Gene Ween kind of feeling like they were starting to become kind of a nostalgic live act type thing. And, uh, and Dean Ween was starting to kind of get more interested in fishing and La Cucaracha is still the last time they've written or recorded together. Um... They would tour consistently. Cucaracha was oh seven, so they would they would go out dutifully on tour every year oh eight oh nine ten eleven, and I believe it was around the turn of the year between ten and eleven when um, Gene Ween had a complete meltdown yeah, on stage Vancouver. and and yeah Vancouver and, and the shows around this were really good, but you could kind of I mean Gene Ween kind of looked mad sign you could definitely tell this, something was a little off, but Vancouver he just basically.
0: I mean, it's laid on, it's, laid it's, on the stage, uh, like he was laying down the stage, nonsense just, at one point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Just, you know, just random stuff. And then basically the band all left the stage and he yep. stayed out there and played a couple songs by himself and was kind of like, where'd the band go? And just was oblivious. Visibly, you know, visibly,
0: and, obviously heavily intoxicated. Oh,
1: Torn up yeah. on who knows? It's Vancouver, you know, but, um, probably a lot of painkillers but um so yeah so they 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 and there was other rehab stints before this there was some time i think it was between quebec and la cucaracha actually that's why kind of cucaracha some people felt like you know it wasn't fully there you know because maybe something was a little missing something was already maybe a little damaged between dean and gene's relationship because gene basically felt totally alienated by the band that the vancouver performance was basically How he felt the band treated him all the time on the road, just, you know, uh, knowing that, that he couldn't really party without taking it too far. Right. So they would kind of not invite him to things and kind of, and he kind of sometimes would bring it on himself too. He wanted, he wouldn't go to things, you know? Um, but yeah, he was,
0: uh, uh, this this kind of shit happens in bands.
1: It does, and a lot of this I'm going by a song that he put out on a solo album that basically went into the gory details, you know, and, uh, called Covert Discretion. It's an amazing song, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's what happened. (laughs) So, so, pretty soon after this, uh, they played throughout the rest of the year. They did three shows in Denver for New Year's 2011. And then, uh, Rolling Stone was interviewing Gene Ween. Uh, and he was talking about a solo album he was working on. Uh, it was a tribute to, um, oh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, uh, 70s pop schmaltz. Anyways, he was he was talking about this album, and they asked him about Ween, and he said that he was leaving Ween, and Ween was done. And that was how everyone found out about it was from that Rolling Stone article. That's how yeah, that's kinda, Mickey found out about it. That's very it. Paul that's, McCartney-ish. How, that's how Claude found out about it. That's how Dave found out about it. So they were all kind of left with like uh what the fuck because I mean they were at this point a very well established successful touring act. They could go do summer tours yeah. every year and all live a very comfortable life. And and Dean, uh,
0: Dean Dean does sing um but Gene would if there if you had right. to say a lead singer yeah it's Gene.
1: Right. Definitely and very integral to the songwriting process as well. I mean yeah. Dean writes and and sings but it's you know um Gene, Gene's the, they're both geniuses, but Gene's like the Brian Wilson genius and Dean Ween's like the, uh, Jimi Hendrix genius, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That makes Together, sense to me. They're Ween. Makes sense to me. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, so they broke up and it was pretty ugly for a little bit and they both did solo albums and solo tours and, uh, Dean Ween's solo album first one was great and Gene Ween's first one was great and then Dean Ween went on tour. Uh, as the Dean Ween band, but it was basically all of Ween minus Gene Ween plus another guy covering Gene's guitar, That's and Dean was good. doing all the vocals. And it was an, an amazing show. It was like Ween like energy in a really tiny place, <laughs> and it was it was something. And then eventually, you know, the ice started to melt, and they started talking, and they Gene got uh, decided... sober. Gene got sober. He went to rehab, and it was kind of coming out of his rehab where he was talking about going sober that's when he broke the band up and it was you know at the time he felt like that's what he had to do to maintain his sobriety he could not go on tour with ween and maintain his sobriety which makes sense at the time that makes perfect sense yeah that's all he knows was was being obliterated you know on stage and that's i mean there there's some there's some throughout the I, i collect a lot of ween live shows i've got hundreds and there's some funny moments and there's some sad moments that are all you know there's, there's a 40 minute poop ship destroyer where he's just going on and on about crack and it's fucking hilarious but it's also kind of sad yeah <laughs> so um so yeah they both did their thing on their own and and I saw both of those shows and they were both really awesome they both were doing Ween songs both did it great both had great bands Dean had Ween so he had a really fucking great band and and the ice melted and they announced that they were gonna do a reunion tour, and uh, my friend Brian from Telestrion, he at one point had a dream. While, while they were broken up, he sa- he had a dream that we were at a, a Ween reunion show with like a golden ticket. So as soon as they announced the Ween reunion shows, I told Brian, I was like, dude, we need to go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And So it was awesome. We went to Colorado for a week and uh, went to all of the first three Ween shows nice. over President's Day weekend nice. in, uh, this was, I guess I want to say it was 2016. And, um, that was an amazing, amazing, awesome week. And, um, yeah, ever since, uh, Dean Ween has continued to put out solo albums. Dean Ween hasn't really done any new music. They've just been kind of doing the live thing and kind of just reestablishing. And, and I mean, those, those first three shows in Colorado were, were magic, you know? I mean, everyone, everyone, you could just see how happy they were to be on stage together again and, you know, the word is they don't really hang out together, Jean and Dean, off stage very much, but on stage they're super happy to be there together again and it was just yeah. Well yeah. Stuff. I
0: mean well Jean's probably and sober and Colorado the-
1: was the place to see a ween show. Yeah, i
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd imagine Dean and probably the other members of the band are probably not sober. Um
1: no, uh, but, they, but they keep it, they keep it, uh, they keep a sober dressing room before, immediately before and after the show. They don't drink on stage anymore. They used to drink on stage. They don't do that anymore. They play the Ween shows sober. Maybe they sneak a shot, but they don't, they don't make a big deal about it and it, it hasn't caused any problems, so. Yeah um
0: that i'm just saying
1: they don't get tore and and you lose some of those great ween shows pushing three hours was because they were all tore up on stage and just fucking go into town so you don't quite get that level of craziness but they're playing better than they've ever played and the energy is amazing that is the trade-off yeah (laughs) they brought back a lot of songs that they've never played before or rarely played before and you know, the, the, in Colorado, did three nights. They played ninety three different songs, not not one repeat over three nights. So it was just.
0: <laughs> so maybe it was, y'all... it was Ween Heaven. So maybe I'll have a a new Ween album at some point in that. Maybe uh, there's there's
1: future. been a little, little bit of talk. Um, Dean Ween just released a second Dean Ween band album, which has all of Ween playing on it, except for Gene Ween, plus a bunch of other people. Uh, one of the guys from Funkadelic plays on it, and some other local jam guys he plays with. Yeah, and, you, and
0: you've said the a, Dean Ween albums are fucking great. Both the
1: Dean Ween albums are great. There's a lot of very Ween like stuff, and there's also some stuff that's definitely all Deaner, you know? But it's. Because uh, uh, we should mention, Dean's had a, a side, a couple side projects. It was a band called The Moist Boys that was basically. Uh, he was Dickie Moist, and his buddy Mickey Moist was this guy named Guy Heller, who's kind of an Iggy Popish type front man. Interesting. And. So Dean's done some non wean type stuff um, And then I should also There was something else That I felt like I should mention That I now can't remember This is why you do show notes
0: Indeed That's exactly <laughs> why I do show notes
1: <laughs> There. Oh, the, the other album we didn't mention Was Shinola Volume 1 That was a Choco Dog release But it was basically a collection of Remixed, remastered b-side stuff some of it had been out in kind of the demo circles but some of it had never been heard and i mean it's as good as a ween album it's got some great stuff on it and the rumor uh more strong rumor has been that there will be a Shinola volume two before too long but hopefully some new ween stuff too yeah
0: that would be cool and uh i guess uh one other thing that i, I would want to say is i i know that uh the pod got remastered and reissued um and I have never listened to that and will never listen to that.
1: It's not. They didn't really. It's not much of a. It sounds the same.
2: Does it? Okay. <laughs> there's
1: there's actually an alternate. Uh, the very, uh, very first CD pressing on Shimmy Disc, because it was re released by Electra. Uh-huh. The very first Shimmy Disc pressing has a slightly different mastering or EQ or something. It's not real noticeable, but there is a slight difference. But no, the, the, the new. Uh, the remastered pod sounds fine. Okay, yeah. Because to I, I, me,
0: to me, the like shitty production value contributes to the charm.
1: Oh yeah, no, they did not remix it or make it pretty or clean any of it up. They just kind of. Uh, I'm pretty sure they did the remaster to master it for a new vinyl pressing, oh, and okay. um, so, so I think it's just you know just to kind of balance some things out. But no, it's a, I've got one of the newer vinyl pressings. And it sounds fucking great. Chocolate cheese on vinyl is fucking.
0: That I'll bet. Pops. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah. I unfortunately um, do not own, and for the foreseeable future, probably will not own a uh, record player. Um,
1: vinyl is an expensive habit. It and is for and, me. It, yeah. For me, it's kind of a luxury. I'm fine with just having the music. If I have a good high quality file, I'm happy. It's about the music for me. But you know, I do like v- buying vinyl is good support for bands or support for small labels that are doing cool stuff. Uh, and or just a cool, you know, it's it's a it's a cool thing to hold the music in your hand. And you know? it, it, it and is a,
0: it is very much, like, it's not just like a hipster thing. Like, it really is a different and, in many cases, superior sound on vinyl. It's, it's
1: not, it's, it's a different sound. I, technically, scientifically, it's not superior, but well, it a d- lot of it
0: people depends. prefer it's a, it. it. It's a warmer sound.
1: And you also have to have a lot of really nice equipment to get yeah, to the point yeah. where... It's yeah. gonna be noticeably better. Yeah, know? yeah. If to have, like, just a fun great
0: tube amp and shit like that. Yeah. The
1: thing about listening to vinyl, I've got an average turntable. I mean, it's decent, uh, and an average setup for my, my for my turntable. But the thing about vinyl is, when you put the record down and and put the needle on it, it's it's a little bit more of a connection with the music, and it's you're more likely gonna sit there. And really focus and pay attention to the music. So if you want to, you you're, know, certainly the best gonna possible, skip, you're certainly not going to. It's possible. You're
0: certainly not going to skip songs,
1: right? You know, it's it's an event. You're playing a record. It's like watching a movie. and It's an event. You're going to yeah. give it your full attention. Yeah. So that kind of helps to focus your attention because you got the you got the vinyl there. You got the artwork. If you can, if you're good at controlling your attention and focusing your attention, you put on whatever and listen to it and pay attention to it. You know. <laughs> yeah. And it, so it's just it's kind of it's, it's more more experience.
0: It's a warmer and fuller sound too, um, like a, a high quality. Those audio. are all
1: those are all audiophile buzzwords that may or may not mean anything. No,
0: no, I think it, it really is. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a different sound. Like what you're going to hear if you have like a high quality flack, it's going to be super clean. Um, you're not going to hear like any like uh, I don't know like you put a record on your it, it sounds like a, it sounds like a record it it sounds vinyl can
1: right vinyl doesn't have full frequency range so it's impossible for it to be better but it does add a bit of bump in some frequencies that give this illusion of of warmer it, it's it's i don't know it's a big debate and and audiophiles can oh <laughs> well, yeah audiophiles yeah, audiophiles with too much money audiophiles with too much money are suckers and they will buy shit. Well, that's certainly They'll true. They'll buy that's some $1,000 cables. and like, oh, listen to how much better it sounds with these $1,000 cables. doesn't sound any I'm fucking like, different. Yeah. It's going to be, if it's anything, it's going to be barely perceptible to those fucking $15 cables. and yeah, You know, and yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, yeah I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's also I'm not the true. expert, that's but
1: in true. my experience. That's you know, also there's true. A lot of, there's a lot of fluff and hype. Both of those things came. But be vinyl great. is awesome. Vinyl is awesome and fun to listen to and cool to listen to. Most people listening to vinyl these days aren't listening into any on any kind of system where it could actually be better. But that's yeah. You know, not not
0: better <laughs> necessarily. It's different. It's different.
1: You can't throw you can't throw a record on one of them little fifty dollar Crosley record players and put it on the needle, which is going to ruin your record because it's such a cheap, cheap yeah, needle. No, I and play that and go like, man, this sounds fucking so much. Better. <laughs> no, that no that's gonna sound shitty. Sounds like shit. Yeah, that's
0: gonna sound <laughs> shitty. Uh yeah, that's for sure. Um I'd be like putting a cassette tape on in twenty eighteen and saying, Listen to how good that sounds um Right. Yeah. Um but uh so since they're your uh your favorite band, um your favorite adult band, I guess we should say. Um kiss yeah. Kiss was huge for your childhood and that should not and be. And still family. huge. I still yeah, love still Kiss huge. and I will always, yeah, KISS will always be my favorite band,
1: but Wings, um, yeah, the first band that yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh
1: And 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 funny that both bands have Jews named Gene.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and uh, just give your final thoughts here.
1: Um, Ween is amazing. Um, they uh, the Bugnish is their mascot and also kind of like their demigod. I don't know. Bugnish is is the way. Bugnish is the light. Um, he's it's as probably mostly as any a other. Joke, but yeah. He's valid. He's <laughs> as valid as any other deity. Yeah. I've I've you know I I've I've you know I've, 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 you know, I've PayPaled money to people that were in need because they posted about it in a trusted with a trusted ween friend and i was like here Boognish bless you you know i mean it's you know it's a thing yeah uh anyhow um yeah i mean uh everything about ween is awesome amazing musicians amazing songwriting great vocals great harmonies great melodies uh, it will make you laugh, make you cry, it will manipulate your emotions in all sorts of ways. They're great to listen to when you're high on any kind of drug. Uh They're late, great to listen to when you're sober off all of drugs. Uh They're, you know, it's, they're always great. And once you see them live and have witnessed the power of the Bugnish in person, it, you cannot deny.
0: Well, I feel like uh what really might happen is that uh, I'll, Go finally see Ween Live, and they won't be my favorite band, and I, I will break your heart.
1: Well, we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we will see what happens. We will um, see what happens. <laughs> it, yeah, um, yeah. I would pretty much just echo what you said. Um, like, I, I certainly wouldn't go so far as to call them my favorite band, but they are. They're. It's very easy to kind of write them off. Um, because they do do so much weird shit. Um, and so many of their lyrics are tongue in cheek, and there's like so many jokes. But it, you're exactly right. They are legitimately great songwriters. Um, they're legitimately great musicians, and like they can play. It. That's really the big thing about them. And it, I don't know of like really any band, um, that could be compared to them in this sense, in that they can play so many. Different genres of music and different styles of music, and nail every single one. Um, and that's like that's extremely yeah. admirable. Yeah, um,
1: uh, and that's they're showing off their record collections. They listen to a yeah. lot, a lot yep. of great music, and have assimilated all of it into their thing.
0: Yeah, and you, I mean, you could be a great band, like, uh, um, and really great at your one particular style of doing, but so many like even great bands, they just play kind of the same thing with like little different variations. Um, and that's absolutely. And I also, have to,
1: I also have to say that ween has been the absolutely the biggest influence on my personal solo songwriting and recording. Um, basically my bar when I'm working on a song is, is if, if this was, if I heard this as an unreleased ween demo, would it be cool? And if I say yes, then uh, it's a good song. There you
2: go. <laughs> yeah, no, I and well, I don't, I don't. I rarely
1: get funny because I just, I don't do humor well in music. Which, Which is really comes strange. Off more, mine comes off more as novelty when I do. I mean, I got some funny songs, but they're more. They come off more as novelty as 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 opposed to being able to to cross that sincere, heartfelt, and funny barrier. I just right. my stuff. You know, because my music is also sort of like my diary and my therapy. So a lot of it's more like personal and dark and, or, or in a way it can relate to ween. Cause I have a lot of, of, of you know, drugs have influenced a lot of my lyrics and you know, those experiences are something I reflect upon when writing. So in that way we, we cross over, but you know, and then when they do something sincere and sad, I do, I've got a million songs like that. <laughs> Because I'm usually trying to cheer myself up right. by processing all this negative stuff, but yeah, but def- uh, as far as like my production influence on my production sound, my you know my the sounds I'm trying to get when I'm recording my own music, your vocals, um, the vocals, uh, am uh, Ween is the biggest influence, and that's because they've taken all that great stuff and and kind of rolled it all into one, and I you know I'm into a lot of weird, different, cool stuff too. And a lot of it, you know, is the same kind of stuff. And so, you know, I just feel like if if it could pass as as a kind of a a, a bad Ween demo, then I'm on the right track.
0: So there you go, I, everybody.
1: Assimilating my influences.
2: <laughs>
0: so uh, if you have not, if you out there have uh, listened to a bunch of Ween and you really like Ween, um, hopefully we did this justice. Um, and if you haven't listened to very much Ween, we'll you, see. Yeah, I'm you gonna, gonna throw really it out should.
1: there. I'm gonna. Oh yeah, I definitely should. I'm gonna throw it out there. to Some Ween groups. We'll see what happens.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Really, sincerely, I, hope, you know, hopefully, we did them justice. Um, I, I'm not I a, so. I'm not a Ween completist. Obviously, like Andy is, but um. So, yeah, I'm, so, I'm, for, I'm, I'm so, please be, forgive beyond the diehard. Please forgive I'm, me. Beyond, for that, have, Ween yeah. fans.
2: <laughs>
1: I have everything you be could gentle. possibly find. And more. No, you're fine.
0: Um, yeah, so, uh.
1: (laughs) You would be welcome, welcomely accepted in the crowd.
0: Alright, that's good. Um, and, uh, yeah, this ended up being a pretty good length. Uh, I don't have to go through editing hell this week. Um, so that's good.
1: Just a couple of my brain farts.
0: Nah, that's (laughs) nothing. That's nothing. You have no idea, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not, uh, editing, um, like, uh, Every single time that uh, somebody is not talking out of a three-hour-long track. Um,
1: That's rough. Yeah, That's that rough. takes
0: That's fucking forever. But anyway, um, I'll quit bitching about that. And uh, we'll go ahead and uh, call that good for this week. Whoop. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Later. Okay. So bitching, fussing, fussing. <laughs>